series of exams. It's a long series, so uh, it might take us a very, very long time to finish this. And in fact, in each chapter, as we are trying to see um, the beauty of Sam, um, we will see also that um, there are a lot of things that are so relevant to our, to our Christian world. What can happen there, um, to the people that are, um, you know, that the writing is all about. And we can learn that there are so many things that we can apply in our lives. Psalm chapter 3. Psalm chapter 3. Um, riding on his um, horse in the bush, 
you know, it was he was um, hung there um, because of his hair. And then one of the soldiers of David found him in between heaven and earth. Then the soldier killed him. And David was so displeased when he learned of the news that Solomon, I mean, Absalom died. So because of that, um, you know, it's so hard, it's so difficult on the part of David because he wanted Absalom to be king, but at the same time, he could not be king while David is alive, so he, need, he needed to be killed um, for Absalom to be the king. And that is why, you know, that was very hard on the part of King David. But you see here, the, the psalmist here, uh, King David, um, uses three distinct titles of God, of Jehovah. He uses these three distinct titles, which also we know that uh, this is um, as the, one of, I mean, three of the aspects of God's person and David here called God as his shield and he also um, called God as his glory and the uplifter of his soul and all of this all of this um, are significant aspects of God's personal work and you see here King David portrays um, in this life, in his in his life here, he faces a lot of problems. But while he faces a lot of problems, um, he has the usual, you know, uh, call it ritual maybe, but it's not ritual. Today. He has a usual uh, communion with God every morning. He calls upon God. He calls upon the Lord every morning, and he prays to the Lord, and God will um, always save him. God will always hear his prayer. And in fact, um, there were so many times that King David's life was in peril, but again, the Lord always helped King David. I do not know, I, I cannot count how many times David faced death in his life. And every single one of them, the Lord protected him. That is why he is calling God as his shield. And, and God elevated him to be the king, the most powerful king in Israel. And God gave him the glory. And it is when, when the time of his downfall and the time of his sin that the Lord will, will deal with him. Then again the Lord will come to be the uplifter of his own soul. Oh, you see the, the, the beauty and uh, you know the ups and downs of King David and he begins uh, communing with God every morning. In the morning he, uh, he had communion with God and he prayed and um, he, he prayed in a very assuring way that God um, is on his side. And I believe that is supposed to be uh, true or, or in every case every Christian should come to the Lord we must have that assurance that God is on our side David always prayed in that manner and again we are told that uh, in Ephesians chapter 6 that uh, praying always uh, in all prayer with all prayer and supplication um, in the spirit for all saints so we are told that you know we are to pray and we have to um, do it regularly. David, I mean, uh, D.L. Moody, D.L. Moody, um, one of the greatest missionary or greatest uh, evangelist in the U.S. He said this: the Christian should begin and continue and end everything in prayer. Whatever we do, this is what's his advice. Whatever we do, we should begin. And we should continue, and we should end with prayer. So for many times, for many times, we begin, we continue, and then we found ourselves in trouble, then that's, what, that's the time we pray. <laughs> that is always the case uh, for many Christians, and that is why we have problems. But with David, um, he prayed, every morning he prayed. 
every uh, even noon time, even in the evening. You can find that in Psalm 55, verse number 17. Psalm 55, verse number 17. It says there, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. Look, you see the assurance that when he cried unto the Lord, when he when he prayed, when he prays unto the Lord, the Lord will hear his voice. So that is the assurance of a Christian when we come to the Lord. So now we will take a look at this uh, chapter again. Um, we'll go through this chapter, chapter three. This um, a good, a lot of information, a lot of truths that we can find in this chapter from verse number one and verse number two. You can find that David on the run as his troubles increased and he complained about this before the Lord, asking questions to God. He said in verse number one, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are, are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say to my, of my soul, there is no help for him in God. That is sad. Those people accuse David that God's favor is no longer with David. Therefore, David is, you know, is now vulnerable. David is now, that, that's, that encourages Absalom. When he heard all these advices around him, when he had all these advices around him, you know what? God's favor is no longer with David. Therefore, it's time for you to finish him off. Then David ran for his life. I'll tell you, my friend, sometimes Satan will accuse us that, oh, you are so sinful. You've got so much sin that God cannot, cannot have his favor on you. And Satan will keep on charging us, will keep on accusing us uh, or all these things. But again, I will tell you, my friend, um, the same as David. People thought that the favor of God was no longer on him. That is why uh, David now is about to be dethroned. But here in verse number one, in his flight from his rebellious son, Absalom, David bemoans the increase of his enemies. They got so many. They multiplied, the enemies of David that multiplied. And look at this in, in um, second, I think it's in second Samuel, second Samuel, chapter 15, 2 Samuel, chapter 15, and in verse number 6, verse number 6, the Bible says, And on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. He stole the hearts of the people. Instead of people will go to King David, Absalom is right there at the door. What's your business with the king? And then these people will oh, we need, uh, we, we, we want to, to seek help from the king. We want his favor. Oh, what, what favor do you want? Oh, we want this. And then Absalom will take care of that. that the people cannot reach to King David. Absalom intercepted the people that will that want to come to the king. And in that manner he sold himself. And then the people bought it. And then the people loved Absalom. And they began to love Absalom because Absalom will give them favor all the time. He has the power from the king. Because he was the king's son. But the problem is he had an ulterior motive that he wants to become the king. And then people, I will see, wow, Absalom is far better than King David. And he's very favorable. And then the revolt started. That's really sad. People will, will steal the hearts. I mean, the, the, uh, the aids of the king will, you know, they, they will imagine things, they will, they will initiate things that will um, divert the hearts of the people. And that's what Absalom did to Israel. Trouble 
wake up all the time. You know, in our life, there are troubles. It's like David here. Oh, David has a lot of trouble. He has a lot of trouble in his life. And trouble is just a common denominator for all of us human beings. Whether you are um, a rich person or you are a poor person, whether you are an average person, whatever state you are in your um, in your life, there is always trouble because trouble is our common denominator. But again here, we have an advantage of Christians because when we have problem, when adversity comes, we can allow it. It's up to us to allow that problems that come, that come to our life, whether we will allow it to drive us from God or we will allow the problem to lead us to God, to draw us to God. King David did the right thing. He allowed this problem to come and then he did that, you know, very, very um, wise approach. David chose to be closer to God. He prayed even the more. He prayed even the more uh, in, when, when problems come to his life. He called on God. He called on the Lord. And right there, his faith will re replace the fear in his life. Remember, King David was a mighty king. He was a man of war. He was brave, but yet he has fear. All of us have fear. We, we have fear. All of us will experience that fear because um, we are in his life. No matter how brave you are, you, you still have fear because David, um, the example of um, brave and mighty man and yet he has fear uh, Romans I mean Psalm chapter 56 verse number 3 Psalm 56 verse number 3 he said here what time I am afraid I will trust in thee wow you cannot imagine if you live in the time of David and how he fought battles and won and how, you know, um, um, he, he was feared. People feared him. Not just people, but nations feared him. And yet, he has fear in his heart too. You see, what time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. Now in verse number 2 in our text, in, in Psalm chapter 3, verse number 2, May neither be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Selah. You know, added to the increase of David's enemies are those who lie against him. Those people who lie and accuse him that God has forsaken him. That is not true. God has not forsaken David. It's just that the people are deceived by Absalom. And all these, you know, um, generals around Absalom are lying are lying uh, against David. So you see here that they are talking about David and how God has forsaken him. And you see, what the people are doing is just like what Satan was always uh, be doing to against, against the Christians. Satan rails against Christians and with bold face will accuse us that, oh, we are no good, we are, um, God cannot, cannot be on our side because we are so sinful. And, and, and again, the Lord Jesus Christ said to Satan, he was the father of life. He is the accuser of the brethren. He is the accuser of the Christians. So therefore, we ought not, you know, um, believe anything about that. No matter maybe, we, we commit sin perhaps in, in your life, you commit sin, some grave sin. But if that happens, we have an you know, we have an um, option to come to the Lord to make us closer to God. We also have an option to run away from the Lord. But I, I think there's no point for us to run away from the Lord because we cannot run away from Him. Yep. We cannot really get away from Him. We are going to pay the price of our sins. All yeah. we need to do is, you know, come to him and ask forgiveness. When David numbered Israel, 
And that numbering was not right in the sight of God, and God was angry with David. And David was asked by the Lord, okay, now David, you choose three punishments, uh, between these three punishments. So, he was given those three options. And uh, do you want to die? Do you want to be? Um, do you want to be taken by your enemy, or do you want God to uh, deal with you? I think in his choice, um, he chose to be punished by God. You know the reason why he chose in that way because he doesn't want to fall into the hands of the enemy because the enemy, the enemy is merciless. They have no mercy, but. He said, I would rather fall into the hands of God because God is full of mercy. And David is so wise. He's so wise uh, uh, in that manner and uh, he understands God. He knows who God is. He knows the mercies of God. He knows the grace of God. He knows all of that. That's why um, he made right choices in his prayer. He made right cho choices uh, in, in so many ways, spiritually. And you see here, um, the verse number 3 to verse number 8 we can find that God answered David in his problem God answered him in verse number 3 David takes his eyes takes his eyes off his troubles and he turns his eyes toward God in verse number 3 it says but thou O Lord art the shield for me my glory and the lifter up of mine head you see when, when, when David looked at the problem he would just get discouraged when he saw that when he saw that enemy so vast he mentioned that here that 10,000 people Ten thousands. That means it's even more than ten thousand. And there's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of people. And these ten thousands of people wanted him dead. That is not right, and that is not good for him. When he looks, he looks at this problem. It will discourage him. But what he did, he took his eyes off from this problem, and he turned his eyes to the Lord. Because he believed that God alone has the answer to his desperate situation. God alone has the solution to this problem. I will tell you, my friend, no matter how big your problem is right now, only God has a solution to that problem. God can help you with that problem. Now, his fear is encountered by his faith. And he acknowledges that God is powerful and God has the power and God has a might that will enable him to escape this problem. And God, he considered God to be his shield, protector. And there you can see that it is God who acts as the shield against the ammunition of the enemy. It is God who helped him all throughout the way. My friend, it's just faith. It's just David's faith in here. His faith, you, are, you also have faith in God, I also have faith in God, this faith will give us the victory. The victory that is only in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a saying, uh, one who says that, he who rules um, in the heavens, though he is not necessarily or um, he is not um, visibly ruling the earth, for sure he rules in the hearts of the believers. Yep. My friend, if God, if you put your faith in the Lord, our God is the one that rules in the heavens. Right now, maybe the world, the leaders of the world, they do not have God and they do not regard God in their lives, in, the, in their, in their, um, you know, in their um, uh, leadership, in their rulership. But we know, and time will come, that 
God will rule upon this earth. God here becomes David's glory. He was a shield, and when God was a shield to David, and now David considered God to be his glory, victory over the enemy and the spoils of war. David's head is lifted up above the, you know, um, all these enemies of the world. He has a lot of enemies to face. But he doesn't, you know, um, back down on them, but he will just come and commune with the Lord when problems come. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number um, 10. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 10. But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory. It is the grace of God. It is the God of all grace that will help us, will protect us, will provide our needs, and it is God who will preserve us. Whenever, you know, uh, we are in the time of heroes. Verse number four, David cries aloud to God in an audible voice. I don't know, um, maybe people around him, maybe his servants will hear his prayer. Maybe servants will hear him cry unto the Lord. I'll tell you, the Lord our God, whether you, you will cry quietly or you will cry aloud, the Lord will hear. As long as you come to him for help. God heard David from his holy hill. And he, again, the writer here um, directed his prayer to God by way of, um, you know, the place, the holy hill. He, he shouted, he, he, you know, um, voiced out to God the agony of his heart. And God from his holy hill heard his cry. So here, um, the, the psalmist directed his prayer to God by way of a place and also the psalmist directed his prayer to God by way of a person and that is the Lord Jesus Christ the mediator the um, the person that will always be with, with him and will always be the one that will help him the Lord Jesus Christ his Savior in verse number 5 and verse number 6, Psalm chapter 3, verse number 5 and 6, you can find here David's peace of mind. And that peace of mind came as a result of the prayer of faith. There are a lot of um, um, positive, um, you know, um, things that you can find for those people who are praying in faith. David here was able to sleep, you know, peacefully, despite of the trouble, despite of the tumults, the, the problems all around. It's so big a problem. When, when majority of the people, when majority of the people wanted to destroy him. And there you see that Despite of that, David was able to sleep. The reason, perhaps, why he has that, um, you know, victory, the reason, maybe, despite of the seemingly uh, difficult situation, life and death situations, and yet he finds peace uh, in his life. It, let's take a look at this 121 of Psalm. Psalm 121. Why he's got this peace? Psalm 121 verses 1 to 4. He said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Now, this is 
that the king. This is the secret of David. David was able to sleep peacefully at night and he awoke with a blessed assurance that God had sustained him. The reason being, the reason being because he asked the Lord for his protection. While he went to sleep, he asked God to protect him. And with that, he was able to sleep peacefully because God is awake. And God is ready to give him the help that he needs, the assurance in his heart. My friend, when, when we go to sleep and we talk to God before we go to sleep, it is an assurance. It is a blessing that um, the Lord will always be awake to help us while we sleep. That's why he said here that I will lift up my eyes unto the, unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help coming from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. And in verse number, verse number 3, he said, He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. That means he will never go to sleep. While you sleep, God will never go to sleep just to keep you safe while you are sleeping. That is the peace that David had. Despite of the great problem that he was facing. In verse number 6, you will find that David gives testimony to his bravery as he faces thousands of people. He did that before. He faced Goliath. He faced the lion. He faced the bear. Uh, you know, they're all potentially, uh, each one of these can potentially kill him. Each one of these can potentially kill David. But, despite of, you know, the problems that he faced, he has the Lord on his side. Psalm 27. Psalm chapter 27. You will find this man, you know, his prayer and his reliance on God is unquestionable. And this is a blessing to all of us because, you know, David has problems. We all have problems. David has enemies. We all have enemies. David has, you know, life and death situation. We also have that. But why David was so successful and, and, and uh, you know, uh, blessed in his life is because his reliance is only upon God. Verse number 1 and verse 2 to verse number 3. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon uh, me to eat me up or to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though as host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war should rise against me. In this will I be confident. You see the heart of the man. And remember, this is the point where he could die in a moment. Because Solomon, I mean Absalom, I always like uh, interchange the two. Absalom has the army now on his side. The generals of David now shift inside. And David now being old, but he's still you know, a man of war, he was. He ran away because he did not want to fight against his son. Because he knows how to fight against any enemies. And he doesn't want that. He wants to give the kingdom to his son. But David, despite of you know, he was on the brink of the war against his son, and perhaps he will be he will be swarmed by thousands of soldiers. But here he has this confidence in verse number three. 
Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. And there's, there is one secret also that David will share to us this time in verse number 4. Verse number 4, he said, One thing, it's not two things, not three things, not many other things. It's just one thing for him and one thing only. One thing have I desired of the Lord. You know, my friend, do you have desire of the Lord this time? What is your desire? What is your desire in the Lord? Determine your desire now. Because once you do, I will tell you, God will meet the desire. If you purposely, you know, wanting to meet God with bringing your desire with you, God will meet you with that desire. What is your desire now? David has one thing that he desires. He did not desire King David, he was already the king. Oh, Pastor, remember he is now going to be dethroned. Any moment he will be dethroned. Perhaps David wanted the throne back. No, he was, he, he was not desiring the throne. He did not desire the throne. Uh, maybe he, he wanted salvation of his life. No, he did not even um, want that. There's only one thing that he desired. I go to verse number four. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. My friend, what is your desire? This brave and mighty king is about to be killed. This brave and mighty king is about to be dethroned. He's running for his life and yet he did not decide to go back to the, to the kingdom. He did not desire to, to get back his throne. He did not desire to run the army against me, the commander-in-chief of the nation. But there's only one thing that he, does, he desires in his heart, that he can come to church all the days of his life. Church. That's his desire, church. To behold the beauty of the Lord. You know, there's only, you can find a lot of beautiful things maybe in this world, but there is nothing so beautiful when you come to church and sing the glory of God in the church. Yep. You go to the bars, there's no singing of God and the beauty of God there. You go watch rugby, there's no singing of the beauty of God in, in, in the songs there. You go to your work, the more that you cannot hear, you cannot see God's beauty there. But the beauty of the Lord is displayed in the churches. Yep. The beauty of the Lord is displayed in God's people when they sing praises to God. This is what David desired of all the things. But I will tell you, he desired to be in the house of the Lord, God gave it to him. And also the things that he did not ask, God gave him back the throne. God gave him back the armies, the generals that, you know, that protected him the country of Israel. One thing have I desired in the Lord. That will is I seek after. Many of us we desire money. Many of us we desire house. Too expensive here in New Zealand, in Oakland. It's so hard for us to buy a house. Many of us desire that. Many young people we desire, you know, uh, um, Lamborghini. How, how do you pronounce it, brother? <laughs> brother. <laughs> <laughs> Many of us desire those good things, prosperity and uh, good health. Maybe if you are sick like me, I have cancer. Maybe my desire is my good health. No. That is not, you know, uh, something that David had in his, in his heart. You see, wow, what a beauty there. This is a very rich person, a very uh, famous person, a very powerful person, and yet his desire is in the church. 
A lot of poor people in this world, many of them do not desire the church. I had a, I have, I have a friend uh, who is, you know, in partnership with uh, a person who died last Friday in Wellington, and she told me that, you know, her partner passed away. I said my condolences, and she asked advice what to do with this, and there is a will. She read the will. And right towards the end of the, of the document, it says that I don't want to have anything to do with religious rituals. He doesn't want any prayer, he doesn't want any service upon his funeral. You see, my friend, a lot of people do not desire God in their lives, rich or poor. A lot of them do not desire God. But this one man here, King David, has only one desire. And his desire is to be in the church all the days of his life. Not just Sunday. Not just Sunday morning. Not just, you know, um, Sunday evening or the whole of Sunday. He, he doesn't desire that. His desire is throughout all his life. That is why this is the man that said in the book of Psalm, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. It was his joy. It was his, you know, um, delight. But many of us do not have delight in the church. In fact, uh, when, when it's, you know, getting very slow, then we, we check on our watch. And we want to go home. We want to do something. We have some chores to do. We have oh, we have to clean our car. We have to clean our, our house. We rush. As soon as we can finish, we, we splinter away. My friend, that is not, you know, the desire of David. He said, I remember this is a king. He was a feared king. The nations round about Israel was afraid of him. But this king, King David, his desire is to be in the church, and in fact, his desire in the church, he doesn't want to be the pastor of the church. He doesn't want to be, you know, uh, some, some person that is, you know, prominent in the church. He doesn't want it. You know what role he wants in the church? The role that he desires in the church is to be standing at the, at the door, the doorkeeper of the house of God. He wants to be just a doorkeeper, and it gives him delight. When we come to church, we want to be the somewhat in the church. We want to be, you know, the, um, the, the highest position in the church. We want that. We want to be the, you know, uh, the person that wants a uh, great position. My friend, no, that is not what he desires. He just wants to be the doorkeeper of the church. That is enough for him. So David, if we learn a lot of things with him, we will learn a lot of things because uh, his heart was molded perfectly at the mold of the, you know, a uh, servant. And at the same time, um, that is why he was named as a man after God's own heart. He was a man after God's own heart. Verse number, um, verse number seven here, and verse number eight. In verse number seven. He knows the peace of God. And he has confidence in God's willingness. And he has confidence in God's ability to sustain him. When, whenever there is problem, he calls upon God for help because he doesn't know what to do. But God will just help him what to do when, when problems come. He calls on the Lord to come to his rescue. And he always does that. He always asks God uh, for rescue when, when he is about, you know, uh, to fight uh, big battles in his life. Remember, he, he fought, the, first of all, the bear. He killed the bear. He killed the lion while he was young. And then later on, he killed Goliath, the giant, while he was still young. And then later on, the, the, the women in Israel 
They paraded in the streets of Israel. They sang songs and they danced in the streets of Israel. And you know what's their song? They, they sang the song that Saul killed his thousands and David killed his ten thousands. He was ten times better than the king. He was not king yet. Remember that. He was not king yet and yet God made him to be so great that he was ten times better than the king. That is why, you know, uh, the Lord picked him up as the next king. You see, but David always called upon the Lord for rescue for his life. He acknowledged that the battle is not his, the battle is of the Lord. The battle, the battle is the Lord. My friend, if you if you believe in God and you have a problem, give it unto the Lord. The battle of your life is not your battle. Your battle is God's battle. Give it to God. David gave his battles to the Lord. The battle is of the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20. And verse number 15. 2 Chronicles 20 verse 15. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude for the battle is not yours God. Your problem in this life, life and death problem, the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. That is what he recognized in his life. And also he recognized that while the battle is of the Lord, the victory is ours. In, in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. And this is a beautiful uh, verse. Verse 55, the Bible says, Oh, death, where is thy sin? Verse 54, verse 54 is a good verse to start with. So, when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy sin? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The battle is the Lord's, the victory is ours. That's what we need, that's what we want, and that's what we have in the Lord. So go ahead, do that mighty prayer. Why? Because you are praying to a mighty God. Amen. Do not belittle our God. Yep. He is a mighty God. Yep. Verse number 8, David declares his belief that salvation belongs to God. This kind of words also was spoken by Jonah while he was swallowed by the whale, by the giant fish. Jonah was swallowed in the whale and he was right there at the bottom of the deep in the whale's belly. But here David also was in that similar situation because he was about to be killed. He said and confessed that you know that um, salvation belongs to God. It is God who delivers. If God will not rescue me, then I will not be rescued. If God will not help me, then I might die. That is also the, the same uh, situation with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three Hebrew uh, boys, when they faced Nebuchadnezzar, and Nebuchadnezzar said, Oh, we will give you a chance, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we will give you a chance. At what time you hear the sound of the calling, harp, flute, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, you bow down to the golden image that I have set up, but if not, then we will put you there in we will throw you there in the uh, burning fiery furnace. 
But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, answered the king with all the, the captains and the governors of the land without fear. And they, and they answered and said, Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, we are, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If our God, whom we serve faithfully, will deliver us from thine hand, O King, he will deliver us. But if not, be it known unto thee, O King, that we will not serve thy God. And King Nebuchadnezzar was so angry. In rage, he has the burning fiery furnace heated seven times more. So hot that the general, I mean the, the soldier that opened the furnace was, you know, blown up. He was, he was killed by the fire. That is how hot it was. And never before he did that, that manner. It's because the king was so angry at their answer. And then they threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the burning fire furnace. But God rescued them. Amen. The Son of God went with them into the furnace. And King Nebuchadnezzar saw the furnace and he saw not three, but four men loose. And the and the, and, the, and, and, and the other one is like the Son of God. The Lord Jesus Christ rescued them. That, the, that you know, the very fiery furnace, the fire yep. lost its power. Yep. They could not touch Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Why is that? Because, you know, God is the deliverer. Or even though Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had no idea have no assurance that God will rescue them. But they have the conviction that they will not worship any other God, even though it will, it will cost them death. My friend, the Lord our God is a mighty God. Yep. You have your problem? Come to Him. Do your mighty prayer because we have a mighty God. It's our prayer. Our Father in heaven, thank you Lord for this Sunday school about the problem that David faces. Lord, we also have our own problem. We, 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 we have problems in this life. Not maybe as big as David's, but Lord, we have problems. Help us, O oh God. Show your favor upon us. And whatever um, desire, Lord, that we have in our heart, please, Lord, um, fulfill our desire and I pray Lord that, that just like as David his desire is to be in the church all the days of his life Lord I pray that that is also our desire that we can be a church for the rest of our life while we are here on earth we will worship you so that Lord when we get to you the time comes that we will be um, with you it's not a prophet for us to worship you. Now, Lord, bless your people. And thank you, Lord, for this lesson from um, chapter 3 of the book of Psalms. Help us and help your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's take a break for a while and we'll be back in 10 minutes. I'm some drinks there. I think I'm uh, going